This podcast is brought to you by Indio Technologies. Indio software helps agencies save time and money by turning the application and renewal process into digitally enhanced online forms. Take all your applications, put them into one electronic form, ha- send that electronic form to your client, and Indio software will populate back to all those applications. Yeah, I'm going to add, um, I was just on the NetView income forum, and somebody had asked a question about Indio, and current user uh, wrote this back. I just copied it out. We are using Indio and absolutely love it. It's a way of automating, managing, and streamlining the application process. Uh, so that's from an actual user. You can learn more about Indio and register for a one-on-one demo at www.useindio.com slash podcast. That's www.useindio.com slash podcast. Welcome to the Digital Broker Podcast with Steve Anderson and Ryan Deeds, where we help agents and brokers drive profitability through operational excellence. Hello, I'm Steve Anderson, along with my co-host Ryan Deeds, and welcome to the Digital Broker Podcast. Uh, Ryan, it's uh, great to be back in the studio with you. Absolutely. We are actually physically together. Uh, We try and do this most of the time, but over the last couple of months, it's been really hard. Uh, Ryan's and my travel schedule didn't quite mesh up. So um, uh, last several episodes were recorded uh, through Zoom and some various other things. So you hopefully you'll see a, or hear uh, a little better quality here when we're in the studio. And uh, Ryan and I uh, actually have realized, too, that we work better across from each other. Uh, so we tried to use the video, but, you know, there's just something about being physically here. Well, I think it's big ups to Indio for allowing us to have this space because they do provide that for us. And, uh, you know, I, I do believe that the quality and the chemistry come across better. Yeah, I do too. And uh, uh, just a shout out to Indio, uh, our sponsor of the Digital Bro- Broker Podcast. Uh, information about their platform uh, is available at useindio, U-S-E-I-N-D-I-O dot com. And uh, encourage you to check them out and uh, see if their uh, platform could be something uh, useful for you for uh, enhancing your customer interaction with uh, applications, forms, and uh, all kinds of things there. We actually have a, a upcoming episode that we're going to go in-depth on their platform, so looking forward to uh, doing that with them. And I do think there's an interesting point. I, I get asked a lot of times about because um, now there's a multitude of products that are out on the marketplace that do forms, and, and being in the role that I am, they come and say, hey, which one's the best? And I'm always reticent to say one's better than the other. Um, I do think Indio has spent a ton of time understanding the pain points of an agency, you know, and really invested in, in getting their people up to speed on that. And that's a critical component just because uh, implementation is oftentimes a challenge. Yeah, so, absolutely. Uh, I dig that. That's great. Well, today uh, we're going to dive into uh, electronic document management or maybe just document management, right? Because um, it's an issue every agency faces. It's an issue every account manager, every producer, uh, virtually anyone in the agency uh, faces is how to capture what actually is happening in the agency, capture the interaction with the clients. And that's everything, certainly from email communication, now text messaging communication, it is policy documents that you get from carriers. 
And so what we wanted to talk about here is um, kind of first, we're probably going to do a couple of episodes on this. But our first is just really an overview of uh, document management uh, in the agency. And, you know, first starting out, you know, what is the state of document management? I think as we look at document management, you know, you're going to have different maturity levels. But I believe that a well-implemented document management solution translates to good customer experience. Because when we talk about retrieval of a document, the speed of retrieval to be able to answer the question of the caller or the emailer rapidly, that, that is a that is part of the whole experience. And so I, I think as we define the different elements of it, if we keep that in the forefront, that oftentimes helps the, the agency understand why it's important. There's a lot of compliance issues that are very important. There's a lot of organization uh, things that are important. But ultimately, it translates to I can get my stuff quicker. I can answer the questions more effectively, and I can help that client in, in one call or one interaction. Well, and I would broaden that out outside the agency by making those documents available to the client mm-hmm. through a portal. That's right. Right? Or a mobile app or, you know, electronically, but on the client-facing side so that they can get uh, information when they need it. Uh, and I, I'm personal experience right now. I'm I'm for the first time in I think 12 years. I'm actually getting quotes on my own homeowner's policy, and you know it's just kind of in- interesting the interaction of different agencies um, and how they work, how they present uh, information in a, a document form. And and one of the agencies I I reached out to that you know specializes in unique homes. I, I have a home that's was built in 1903. It's got some very unique uh, architectural. It's in a historic district uh, in uh, where I live. And so I don't want just kind of the normal HO3 uh, type policy. And one agency, just as an example, emailed me. And so we've been emailing, right? My preferred method. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've I will have a phone call probably with them uh, to, to go over a few details, but emailed me the PDF proposal, right, typical. They also emailed me a link to an online proposal. So it added a bit more interactivity. It gave me a bit more functionality than just looking at the PDFs from the various carriers that they were proposing and allowed me to compare not just pricing, right? So for me, pricing is actually not primary. For me, coverage is primary. Absolutely. Because uh, I know you get what you pay for, right? right? Um, if I was only worried about price, I would go elsewhere. Um, but I thought that was an interesting mindset on that agency side that they would send me to a web portal Solution. I don't know exactly what it was. I don't know if it's internally developed. I suspect it was, but allowing me the option, right? Can you engage in the buying process and in, I engage, in a more way? Exactly. In a way. <clears throat> and in and in a different way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think thinking about electronic document managing documents more than just I've got to attach files, right, or right. emails to the the management system is important. And, you know, I've been around this industry a long time. My first insurance job was working for Reliance Insurance Company. 
This was in the late 70s. It tells you how old I am. <laughs> and there was a slogan. So I worked for them for about a year and a half and you know got my feet wet in, in insurance. Then went to work for an agency in Washington, D.C., and we represented Reliance. And slogan in the 80s was paper-free in 83. Right. Now, I'm not sure if they thought that was 1983 or 2023 or 2123. I don't know. But, you know, we've had this paper mindset. And and so often I hear from agency staff, owners and staff, you know, this is insurance. We're buried in paper. Yet we have all this electronic stuff we're doing now, too. So, there's this interesting mindset of being trained in paper, but trying to force that into a digital world. And I feel like it's a, a square peg in a round hole. Right. It just doesn't work. We need to change our mindset around documentation. Absolutely. And I think that, you know, it, it, I, I think you've got to kind of start um, and then just not stop. Because the problem is you bring in a document management solution and then you kind of stick a pen in it and say, okay, we're done. Right. And like you said, I mean, if, if we continue down that and we continue putting resources behind the evolution of how the agency leverages that solution, ultimately you could have client facing stuff pretty easily if, if you've thought about that and you keep iterating through it. You know, it's not just, oh, yeah, we have electronic documentation because I think it's like you said. Now I just got account managers throwing all kinds of stuff in there, and they're they're trying to cover their butts. You know, they're just trying. Hey, I want to make sure that that I get all the things that needed to when I get called on the carpet are are produced. But what you find in that solution in that place is it's harder to to get the stuff you need out because there's so much less relevant things that are in there. Mm-hmm. You know. Yep. So. Uh, And this may be fairly obvious to most of you, but there are a couple of options available for where to store documents. And based on my very informal and unscientific polls in in speaking um, engagements, I would say probably 90 percent. I don't know. What do you think? 90 percent of agencies use their agency management system as their document management system. Right. And I think it depends on the like there is a big shift in Sajida back in the day because Sajida used to have the ability to to retain documents. And so you put a bunch of stuff in there and then they they had more robust solutions that were aside from that and making that transition. People would ask, why should we do that? Right. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I think largely they're figuring out ways to put it in there or they used to use public folders and outlook like crazy or their own outlook email boxes but most compliance places inside the agency are going to try to demand them to put it either in the agency management system or in the document management system so it's as i'm trying to look at the overall risk i can get those pertinent that pertinent document back rapidly so and i would agree with that so i would you know there are a, a number of document management platforms separate from policy management, which is what I consider the agency management systems to be primarily. You know, so if there is a third party, there could be a Vertifor, uh, either ImageWrite for larger organization and carriers or WorkSmart 
uh, for an agent broker. There could be Paperwise. There could be OnBase. There, I mean, there's several. Yeah, there's a lot of just pure insurance ones, and then there are then there are some larger ones that are outside the insurance organizations. And I mean, we've talked to multiple agencies that are using things we haven't even heard of. Right. You know uh, that they've determined the benefits of having that third-party platform. Right. You know, outweigh some of, some of the negatives. So, uh, what are some of the benefits of not using the agency management system. Uh, really, it's an attachment process. Um, and, well, I, and what are the I think What are the pros and cons of the two types? I think it's almost always on retrieval. I, I think about retrieval more than I think about storage. You know, putting it in there because ultimately you're putting it in there so that account manager can quickly access that to save them time. And if we think of the old filing cabinets, and this kind of goes back to what you were saying, we leverage these systems just like we did filing cabinets. Um, and as we evolve with that, it changes. But the, the biggest pro to me is we centralize everything in, in one space with a system that's specifically designed. So maybe they're doing OCR on the documentation so I can search through it. Maybe they have um, multiple organizational structures inside so I can differentiate from an endorsement to a policy to a, the, the audit stuff to declinations. Um, and different systems have different technological aptitudes for those, each one of those segments. The, the con of it is you, if you don't have good process and procedure and you're not auditing that, then you come back to your file cabinet where you have to open that thing up and you've got to sift through a million different documents. And when that occurs, now you've got account managers holding stuff in Outlook because they can't get to the... Do- so they can't get to it quickly, so right. they create their own side filing system Absolutely. that they know they can get to what they, that's what right. they need. That's right. I think the challenge with bringing it in, I mean, it's a large project. You know, if you go into an agency that is not leveraged on a document management system today, which I think is rare, a lot of agencies are using document management systems. I think that they've kind of stuck a pen in it and said, okay, yes, we're using that. Then you then you're having to come up with multitudes of ways of how do I collect that information? I mean, if you look at e-discovery or you look at, hey, I'm just trying to do an overall audit on this account. Now I got to go to carrier website, even though I stored that in Outlook and my document management or, you know, if I don't have that in place. How are you centralizing that? But it does take operational chops to be able to put that in place and be effective with it. And I think that holds people back from taking those next iterative steps to make mm-hmm. it better. Well, and one of the, I would say, cons of a third-party system is it's another expense. That's right. And they are not And cheap. they are not cheap. I mean, they are super pricey. And it's another um, system to train on. Yeah. Right? Um, but the benefit is retrieval. Um, certainly retention, and we'll talk about that probably in the next episode, but having a much better way of actually identifying how long a document stays in the system. Um, so there there are some benefits to a third party because that's all they focus on, right. whereas the agency management system vendors have all kinds of things they focus on. So they do document management, they do electronic storage, but maybe not to the fine degree that somebody who only focuses on that particular area does. And what I see in a lot of the document management solutions is they have different data touch points that you can analyze to determine what's taking the most time. Um, sometimes we get too granular with that. I've seen, you know, WorkSmart is a good good solution there, but sometimes an agency will make you go through 15 checks before you put something in the system that automatically pushes back on the account manager to be able to leverage that effectively. But you're looking for data markers to be able to determine the workflows electronically where, so you might have 
I received the document from the carrier, check, I, or you know, however I got it. I analyzed the document, I went through it, check. I uploaded this document to the system and I annotated. That may be four or five data markers that you can leverage to be able to determine operational efficiencies. Where in an agency management system, that's probably going to be a, I moved it over to the agency management yeah, system. Yeah, I, I, I dragged and dropped it. That's right, that's right. Filled out the description, et cetera. Um, well, I've been, I, and I really just kind of thought about this, I personally have been involved with storing documents electronically in an agency environment maybe longer than most people realize. Um, the agency I was in in the 90s in Texas, we actually began a project, uh, started a project I was intimately involved with where we moved all of our paper files and scanned them and mm-hmm. got r- literally got rid of the paper. What most people are surprised at is we started that in 1994. Right. And I never say we were the first, because I don't know that for sure, but we certainly were among the first agencies to make that shift from full paper to uh, electronic. And and at that time, again, 94, technology wasn't nearly what it is today. Uh, we really did a simple thing. You remember T-filing? Sure. Right? So yeah. transactional filing. Yeah. We had moved to that uh, multiple years prior, yeah. uh, probably late 80s. Um, so we had all of our paper in date folders yep. on the date it was transacted. It had the note in the system. Yep. And so if we had to retrieve, we'd go. And you have a TIFF file with like <clears throat> 30 or 40 documents in that one file that you would then iterate through to find the one that you needed right. and you'd so pull that out. In the, you know, and again, the theory is all you did was drop the paper in the file. Right. So this time you saved on every document by not having to put it in the client paper file, you saved and it was more than the extra time you might have needed to go find that one. Right, because now, even at that point, accounting could reference that. You you know, your commercial line CSR could reference that. The producer could get to it. But when I went to my first agency, that's how we were doing it. And I think, you know, as you – one of the things that you talked about with the – some of the Amazon stuff is these these decisions that you make that are easy to reverse and difficult to reverse. Yes, right? two different kinds of decisions. That's right. And choosing a document <clears throat> management system is one of those that is not easy to reverse. And so the things that you've got to vet, because I've been through three implementations of document management systems and three, you know, full selection cr- criteria mm-hmm. processes. And so, you know, it is a arduous process because how many vendors do you look at what what are the capabilities that are supposed to be there how do we know that you know all right, these all different the, things yep and so when we when we started that we simply scanned our t files mm-hmm. and into a platform and, and what made me trigger this is your comment about ocr so we ocr'd everything again ocr technology in the nine mid 90s was not great right. but it was good enough um and i still remember the benefit we had a commercial uh, client had an accident with a vehicle that we showed in our system. We had requested it be added and the endorsement had come back. The carrier didn't have it on the vehicle list. Uh-huh. All right. So disagreement or, you know, we, and we went to find it in the date wasn't there. <clears throat> so T filing, it can get filed in, you know, different dates because we OCR'd everything. We typed in the uh, VIN number of the vehicle and pulled it up and it was, in the in a, in a wrong date, right. but not close enough, right? So, you know, that is a big benefit. I think in today's environment, one of the things we still don't see in our agency management systems is that full text search capability, which right. I would love to see. 
And that's why I think you have to have your evaluation criteria out there. You know, as you look at the system that you're on today, you know, what does it do? Or what do you need it to do tomorrow? And is that product path clear for them? Or is it something that are you leveraged on a product that's not going to continue to evolve? You know, but attack it from the business problem that it's trying to solve. Mm-hmm. Um, make sure that it has the capabilities that you need and then figure out how to leverage it. My biggest challenge with document management systems is if if you don't have good pop process and procedures on how to store it, then you you end up almost more confused because you, you you're putting everything in there. And what we saw was for every about a, every hundred documents that were stored, one was retrieved. Mm-hmm. And so if it takes you one minute to store a document, and it takes you six to retrieve a document, um, even if it's more arduous, you win if you're more selective about what you put in there. Right. You know. So what have you seen, or what do you see as some of the big I would say problems or gotchas or or things that agents and brokers are doing now that probably need to change. I think, you know, I think a lot of agencies are on autopilot with their document management. Mm-hmm. You know, they they put a system in place and it works for them effectively. Um, and we were lucky. We were on CBD Docs, which was an old system that Vertifor has. Yeah, that was a, really the system prior to what now image is WorkSmart. Right, image, image right. Well, WorkSmart right. Yeah, in, in the CBD Doc era. But we were able to really come up with some creative <laughs> integrations that allowed our um, end users to access that because of the way that it was built. It was built very flat. And if we weren't able to do that, you have to have some kind of auditing ability once you... Because every year we would come out with these new policies and procedures, but if there's no way to audit those policies and procedures, like how do you store it in the correct naming convention? Yeah, so delve into that a little more because I do think naming conventions are really important. So most systems... Um, have a description field, mm-hmm. and that field is typically what shows up when you see a list of documents. Right. So when you say naming convention, what do you mean? That's exactly what I mean. I, you know, the description itself, if you click on it and bring it up, you may see the description of it. But if I've got 400 documents in one folder, right, and I have an inconsistent, so somebody puts an email from Bob to Frank, you know, instead of, E-N-D, this date, that thing. And so we came up with this very standardized hyphenated naming convention that you could audit and then it would kind of alert you if you'd put it in there incorrectly because the retrieval process, you're putting it in and you're what if you don't have a centralized naming convention, you put it in what makes sense to you. But when Mike or Betty, another uh, you know account manager, pulls that up, it may be totally alien to them. And when they're trying to retrieve it, now they're nervous it's not there. There's been plenty of times I've had an account manager come into my office and say, we didn't store this document. And you're like, slow down. Let's go and figure this out and see if we can find it. Um, so I also think the other big one is how do you structure? And that's what you get the most conversations about. You know, when you talk about structuring your document management system, how are you foldering it out? How are you organizing those different document types? And you have more conversations about document types when you're going through a document management solution. And that's an alien concept to a lot of these folks initially, mm-hmm. right? But you're trying to build buy-in. So you have a large committee that's helping you determine what solution is going to fit the organization the most effectively. And it can just take a long time. And there's a lot of teeth gnashing. And so I think, just like anything, the more time that you put in on the front end, or even if you have a document management system in place today, reevaluating that on some basis to ensure that you are leveraging it the way that it should be and the best way for your organization is critical, right? 
So two questions. One is, so document types, give us some examples. So, uh, you know, it, say that you had a small organization, you had three employees. Well, they may not, they may just have one folder per client in their document management system and they may stick everything in there. As you expand, once you hit 50 employees or way less than that, once you hit 10 employees, you may want to have a folder per client for declination, for endorsements, for audits. You may want to have the de delegated by policy year, you know. Um, and so coming up with that overall master structure of how it's foldered and how you're going to be able to place those documents in there so it makes sense to anybody else looking at it through the agency because then you have consistency and you can train on it. You can help them understand where this is supposed to be. Those are critical components. And so when I talk about um, document types, it's really when you look at an agency, you probably have 10 main document types, which would be the policy file, the endorsement, uh, audits and credits, um, you know, accounting information, spreadsheets of some form, mm -hmm. you know. Um, claims. Claims, or, exactly yep. right. You know, mm -hmm. it's really any any kind of process that you're working through. And each organization has to define how it's going to set that up. And that, that really is then at that point mimicking the file cabinet. That's right. And that the client file. That, that we had that's in right. there, right? That's Except right. it's electronic. Yep. Now, so what about um, what about this idea? And I see this a lot. Um, I would say outside the industry, and with platforms like OneNote or Evernote, or you know, where you kind of put everything in, you might tag it a little bit, but you really rely on a full search, sure. full Boolean search mm -hmm. capability to actually narrow down and find the document. Yeah. That you're looking for. Is that viable? I think so. I think tags, I mean, when you look at tags, I, and, and it's funny because I was in a conversation with a couple of my peers at AssureX last week about tagging versus foldering. Because folders are a one-to-one -one relationship, right? I've got a folder for endorsements, and maybe this document is an endorsement, but maybe it also has a financial implica implication. Mm -hmm. So do I stick that in the the endorsement folder or the financial folder? Well, do, or do I put it in both? Now I'm replicating work. Well, if the mechanism, if the system that I have has tagging, I can just tag endorsements. Both tags. That's right. And now when I do my search <clears throat> for endorsements inside now tags, your search is one of these tags. That's right. Here's the client name or number or you know whatever, so you can narrow down your search by Absol tagging. I, I use tagging a lot. Um, and everybody for does. that. I think not for document management, they, but not they, for document management. That's right. They, they but they use it for. Twitter and Facebook. Anytime you put a hashtag, a hashtag on is anything, a tag. That's all it is. It's a tag. It's a way to organize that piece of data that you're putting out to the world. Somebody else that wants to understand it can find it and bring it up. And so, as you think through how you use these systems today, I believe tagging is a much more effective way than foldering. Um, I think that we deal with multi generations in an organization, and as as we transitioned. Earlier on, foldering, emulating what we had was a much easier, much easier sell. transition, right. training, Absolutely. mindset, and and that's sort of again back to my earlier comment. You know, paper mindset in a digital world, mm -hmm. where maybe we need to. Now, I, I think we need to. Not even maybe we need to start now moving to more of a tagging, more of a here's an overall storage, and here's how a different way we can find. Our documents now. Again, the problem there is our agency management systems are very much focused right now on more of the foldering idea and having those documents. 
end, I mean, you're still going to have the same discussions that you're going to have in your organization from a, how do we organize this effectively, right? It's right. what tags to use, what goes <clears throat> with what. But no, I mean, if the document management system allows you to tag documents, you will win by having a lot of teeth gnashing and conversation about how to categorize those. Because you can be, one document can be 10 different things, mm -hmm. you know, and so it can get a little bit overwhelming for those that, that don't understand that concept, but it's something that agency principals um, and account managers should absolutely be taking a look at and saying, hey, could we do it this way? Does the system that we're leveraging today allow us to do mm -hmm. that? Mm -hmm. So w what would you say would be a takeaway for anyone listening? Well, I would think that, it, you know, the, the first would be, are you using a document management system today? Are you using as effectively as you think you as you think you could, or is it really more of an electronic place to put stuff? And when you need to go find a thing, you go shift sift through a bunch of stuff, because that's an indication that you need to step back, reevaluate either how you've implemented the technology, or maybe look at another product that might be more modern for you. And I mean, I think that that's if you can sit down and think about today, what does your retrieval look like? And how long does it take you to retrieve a document? Um, that gives you kind of a, if you're like, oh, God, I got to go in the system and get this, then that that could be a good indication for you that, hey, maybe it's time to talk to my COO, talk to, talk to the principals to say, can we have a conversation about this? I think we need to at least have some kind of dialogue annually to say, are we leveraging this the way we need to and what else is out there? Yeah, and I think for me the key there is you that last comment, um, annually mm -hmm. uh, have a conversation because things change and um, – as you said earlier, a lot of times, you know, okay, we, we check off the box on the document management, we got that covered, and haven't looked at it in a long time. And, uh, you know, everybody's doing electronic document management. My phrase is most people are just doing it badly. And have that conversation, look at how are we doing it, how could we improve, are there steps that we're taking in there that we could take out? What, you know, what's efficiencies? Um, are we storing the documents? Do we need to store every document that we are currently storing? Right. Do you, have, do you have archive solution that's in place that allows you to negate 50% because you can retrieve that, you yeah. know? And I think that oftentimes the CEO um, or senior leaders will say, yes, we're doing this awesomely because they put it in place five years ago. And then you know, if they can, if you can go ask two or three of your account managers to say, "Hey, how effective for you is this solution?" They may have their eyes open a little bit. Yep, exactly. And that's what I'm hoping this conversation might spur um, those of you listening to just start asking the questions. Uh, it is something we need to do. Compliance, all the reasons why we keep documents so we protect our clients and protect the agency, and making sure that you do it as efficiently and effectively uh, as possible. So yeah. have those conversations. And it drives customer experience. I mean, when we talk about that, speed is a value. Speed is a value. If uh, if you don't remember, I think episode, uh, we had an episode on that. Go back and listen to that because uh, that is the new norm. That's right. Speed is a value. Ryan, great having a conversation with you today. Awesome. Thanks. And thank you for listening uh, to this latest episode of the Digital Broker Podcast. Uh, we appreciate your uh, taking the time with us. Uh, love your feedback and also love your uh, ratings and reviews on uh, whatever platform you happen to be listening to uh, this on. So thanks for listening, everybody. This has been another episode of the Digital Broker Podcast with Steve Anderson and Ryan Deeds. 
Send us your questions and comments, and if you like what you hear, leave us a review. This podcast is brought to you by Indio Technologies. Indio Software helps agencies save time and money by turning the application and renewal process into digitally enhanced online forms. To learn why over a thousand agents use Indio, go to www.useindio.com/podcast.